Good morning. A warm welcome to Gartkosh Church for the Gartkosh and Glenboig Parish Church's service this Sunday, the 18th of October. I'm Dave Slater. This is our second service back in this building, and it's great to welcome a good number of people into the building again and to welcome those who are tuning in online. Apologies for uh, the techno faffing at the beginning there. Uh, I think this week we've managed to go live on Podbean as well as Facebook. Last week I thought I'd hit start on Podbean, but it wasn't taking it. Uh, so hopefully we're going out live. In any case, we'll uh, transcribe or record uh, the service, hopefully, and put it out on, uh, uh, on the podcast afterwards. Apologies also, we have just the opening slides. We don't have the slides on the screen today, but hopefully you'll still, if you're in person, be able to follow the service. Uh, two of the songs will be familiar, uh, and the other one uh, comes with a video, so you'll have the words there. The words are available on the download as usual. And notices are at the end of that download as usual. We've been working through parts of the letter to the Philippians. And Paul writes at the close of the letter to the Philippians, he's thanked them for the concern, for their gifts. We greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. Remember, all the saints, this is all the believers, all the ones who are called to be different, all of those who would be recognized by others, perhaps, as being close to what the world calls a saint but also those who would deny that they themselves could ever be called a saint. Those whose faint hope and wish is that one day they might feel worthy to be even amongst others who are saints. We greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. Our first hymn tune is Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. We're simply going to listen to it played uh, instrumentally, one verse uh, at a time, and in between uh, those verses, perhaps, Tom, you could continue to play quietly as I pray, uh, using or inspired by the words of Psalm 99. nations tremble. You sit enthroned between the cherubim, your angels. Let the earth shake. For great are you in that heavenly Zion. You are exalted over all the nations. Let them, let us, praise your great and awesome name. You are holy. You are the mighty King who loves justice. You've established equity. In your people, Jacob, you have done what is just and right. So we exalt you, Lord our God. We worship at your footstool. You are holy. Mm -hmm. 
Moses and Aaron were among your priests, those who were called to share your word with others. Samuel, too, was among those who called on your name, though you called his name first. They called on you, Lord, and you answered them. You spoke from the pillar of cloud. They kept your statutes and the decrees you gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were to the people of Israel a forgiving God, though there were consequences to their misdeeds. Forgive us our faults and failures and acts of selfishness, we ask and pray. For we exalt you, Lord our God. We worship at your holy mountain. For you, Lord our God, are holy. pray in Jesus' name, who taught his disciples a pattern of prayer. And I'm told you're allowed to say this along quietly. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We're going to watch a video now. Uh, online participants, I hope I've set everything up right so that this time people will at least be able to hear better this time. Again, if you are online and you want to click over to watch it on YouTube, do come back. We're only watching half of it, about five minutes or so just now, or perhaps you might want to catch up afterwards. This is uh, from the Reverend Stephen Ogston, my colleague down in uh, Loose Valley. Uh, the Bricks Book Show, episode three, the busy theme park. And hopefully all is going to, oh, you shouldn't have to do that this time, sorry. If you just uh, alt-tab onto um, Chrome, it should just be there, I hope, uh, or click at the bottom, click onto Chrome, hi there, wow, isn't it a brilliant day? I'm Grace, and I'm so excited. I'm off to a theme park today. It will be great. I love going on the roller coaster, though I did feel a bit sick last time. I guess that was because of all the ice cream I ate before going on. The story we are looking at today in the Bricks Book Show is based in a theme park. In fact, why don't we listen to it now? 
Once there was a theme park, which everyone really enjoyed going to. It was owned by Bill Loon, who having been a clown for many years, knew what was needed to make people smile. There was everything at this theme park. Rides, ice cream, hot dogs, entertainment, and plenty of balloons. There was so much to do, and it was all great fun. One day, as Bill was just about to open, he got several phone calls to say that many of his staff weren't able to come into work that day. This was a disaster, as he knew busloads of people were coming, and so the park was going to be extremely busy. It was still very early in the morning, and so he went out to the local town in order to find some people who could help at the theme park. He told people that he would pay them £100 to come and work for the day. Some agreed, and so he took them back to the theme park and found work for them to do. In the middle of the morning, Bill realised that he still didn't have enough people for his very busy theme park. And so he went back to the town and asked if anyone could come and work at the theme park. Some more said yes, and so they were soon hard at work at his theme park. At lunchtime, the theme park was getting even busier, and so Bill decided that he needed more people for his very busy theme park. So he returned to the town to find extra staff. Once more, he found people to help and put them to work soon after. The theme park was definitely very busy that day because Bill had to return to the town in the afternoon and once more, just an hour before the theme park closed to find more people to help. Eventually, at 6pm, the theme park closed its gates and Bill called everyone to come and receive the pay that they were owed, starting with those who had started last of all. When those who had only worked an hour came to receive their pay, they were very pleased to receive £100. Then working back, Bill paid those who had started in the middle of the afternoon £100, those who had started at lunchtime £100, and those who started in the middle of the morning £100. When he got to those who had worked 12 hours at his very busy theme park, he paid them also £100. However, these workers were not happy and began to grumble. How's that fair? One of them said. How can someone who only worked an hour be paid the same as us? Another person moaned. Surely we should get paid more. However, Bill turned.
turned to them and said, How am I being unfair? Did you not agree to work for a day at my very busy theme park for £100? Surely you should be glad with what you have received and allow me to be generous with my own money. Then he made sure they were all paid and he thanked them for helping him out that day at his very busy theme park. The end. Well, I'm just back from my visit to the theme park. It was... Thank you. I imagine when we started watching that, you were going, I don't remember there being a theme park in the Bible, but maybe as we got through, uh, you'll have recognized the parable it was telling. It's great, as I say, to welcome people online. I see we've had a couple of comments uh, from uh, Mary uh, and presumably Robert, and uh, also from Lamboy. How Kip, some of you will remember Lamboy has spoken here previous times, works uh, with uh, tribal people in northeast India uh, and uh, does an amazing ministry and work there. So greetings uh, to them in, in particular, but to everyone who may be watching. Scrolling past, sometimes you see that the video's got lots of views and I always wonder whether that's just someone who's watched three seconds of it and then scrolled on to the next thing on the feed. But even if you're just scrolling past, it's nice to see you. So, we are resuming, as you know now, uh, I hope, but do keep spreading the word. Every fortnight uh, here at 11 a.m., still aiming to open next week, next Sunday, at Glen Boyg uh, at 11 for uh, a monthly service, the first of our monthly services there. But as always, there will be a weekly online offering available. Hopefully, it all works, taken from that day's service in Gartosh or Glen Boyg, and then the, the one Sunday in four when it's uh, it's not an in-person thing. But uh, that's the plan uh, at the moment. Uh, I've decided, meantime, to pause the live video, the Sunday chat uh, that I used to do on a Sunday afternoon. Um, I appreciate that there will be those who uh, tuned in uh, regularly, um, but uh, I think just as I'm trying to improve my technical skills in other areas, uh, I need to free up some Sunday time for that. So apologies. Uh, but if there's a great clamor and outcry of people wanting the Sunday live video of me talking about nothing much in particular for three quarters of an hour, and you don't want to get that in person, uh, then uh, then do let me know and we can we can see about putting that back in some other place. But there will still be a Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday evening prayer live at 7.30, all being well. Um, but for Glen Boyg, uh, it's still not 100% confirmed, so we need to get one or two things in place this week. So do watch your emails, your WhatsApp, your social media, or uh, I imagine the grapevine in the two villages is probably faster than any of those uh, to know that we will definitely be on or not next Sunday, but really hoping that we can. And as always, looking for volunteer help, but recognizing that health is a priority uh, and you shouldn't feel uh, forced uh, in any way uh, or coerced, but uh, if you do feel able to within your own health situation, then uh, let us know. And thank you, as ever, for following all the COVID regulations, observing distancing, also in the grounds, um, although outdoor transmission, I believe, is, is very much rare. Uh, we're, we're asked to in, uh, observe that in the grounds as well as in the church uh, and to 
follow direction uh, for exiting, uh, remembering that if you require the ramp to exit rather than the, uh, the steps out this way, then uh, please just stay in your seats as everyone else leaves, and then you can leave uh, that door afterwards. Um, I think those are all the things. Oh, I should let you know that I am trying to uh, venture into the use of YouTube as well as Facebook and Podbean. Some people don't want to use Facebook, and I understand that. Um, so uh, there are now channels on YouTube for Gartkosh Parish Church and Glenboy Parish Church, two separate channels. But I am trying to set it up as a playlist so that the, there will be a continuity if you cl click into worship uh, on either one of those, then you'll get the, the whole list of, of each week's worship. That's the plan anyway. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to link through to Stephen's videos as well. Uh, again, let me know if you find that helpful uh, and share it with others if you know somebody who uh, deliberately avoids Facebook but uh, would be interested in seeing the videos. Also, just to let you know, tentative plans and discussions are happening for uh, Remembrance, which is Sunday the 8th of November and happens to be the one Sunday in four that we've not planned for an in-person service. Um, but if the current restrictions persist, which I guess are reviewed this Thursday, are they? Uh, then I imagine that will likely be a largely virtual or beforehand and recorded type uh, observation, somewhat similar to how we did the VE Day 75 commemorations. But hopefully things will be clearer in a fortnight's time on the first, and I'll be able to announce uh, more clearly what that's going to look like. As always, plans subject to change. Do you remember ongoing collection for the food bank? Uh, they can be left, or they can be brought here now if you wish, uh, or left at 102 Lock End Road. Um, and also with this being harvest time this month, we're encouraging you to support Lodging House Mission um, with the equivalent value of what you might have donated to them in food. Uh, and that can be done online. The details are on the uh, downloads or uh, by sending uh, a check to 35 East Campbell Street, Glasgow, Lodging House Mission as the payee. But again, if you want to find out information about givings for ourselves, the information is on those orders. Birthdays. Again, I'm assuming that not many people want to do shout outs because we can't shout. Um, but I do know that it's been Robert Potter's birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, Robert. Um, uh, also in the virtual world, uh, I think there's a big birthday for Rab McLean and Glenn Boyd coming up. Uh, happy birthday, happy birthday, Helen McPhee and Helen Liggett again in Glen Boyd. So uh, to them and to anyone else who's owning up, which is nobody, uh, happy birthday. And a congrats again on the virtual must be to Irene and George Quake, who I think just celebrated their wedding anniversary. But again, if I've missed any, happy birthday or congratulations to you. And as always, remembering those who mourn, those who are ill or in hospital or other places of care. So now, with the technological wizardry, going to switch back and get the, uh, the second part of the Brits books. And this has got a little bit of the talk uh, from Grace. And then uh, there's a new song uh, which has the words on the screen new to many people, I'm sure, but perhaps not new to all. Again, maybe click down on the menu bar at the bottom. Let's see. 
great fun as I knew it would be and I took loads of photos. So what did you think of the story? Phil sounds like a great owner. How generous was he? Paying everyone 100 pounds. I wonder if you would do the same. I guess that's the thing about being generous. It's often surprising. People don't earn gifts. If you give a gift to someone, you give it because you want to. A gift is often given out of love. Surely showing love to all is a very generous thing to do. God has been so generous to us. Do you know that the word the Bible uses to describe the generosity of God and giving us of what we don't deserve is grace? That's funny, because that's the same as my name. God has been so generous to us, and he wants us to be generous to each other. Isn't that brilliant? Isn't God so good to us? You know what? I know a song about God being good to us, which is great fun. And I'm sure our puppet friends would join in too. With a 
cry of praise, my heart will proclaim, you are good, you are good, in the summer rain, my life celebrates, you are good, you are good, now sing Wow, wasn't that a cool song? I really hope to see you again soon. I'm definitely going to remember to be generous. So please, bye. So, if the Along with the guitar, maybe I should consider the, the kind of long blue hair wig for next time. What do you think? Let's end to our reading now, reading from Matthew's Gospel, uh, chapter 22. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, tell those who've been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been slaughtered. Everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, ill-treated them and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. So go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, the bad as well as the good, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. Grace. I've preached about it several times, yet still keep coming back to it. Grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. Getting something that we don't deserve and haven't earned. We all know that feeling that we might respond in different ways. Perhaps an unexpected gift, a blessing at an opportune moment a joyous, unlooked-for extra. We had an experience of grace this last week. I don't want to embarrass the person concerned who didn't do it for the glory, but suffice it to say, it looked like our holiday was going very wrong. 
and someone stepped in to rescue it. And not only that, but to go the extra mile. And we're very grateful. Same word, grace, grateful. Same root, rather. The week, in fact, was full of grace, with a job needing doing that I thought would involve a visit to a builder's yard and probably a hardware shop too. Yet thanks to grace from a neighbor, tools were lent, materials were given, expertise was shared, skills exercised, not for their own benefit, but benefiting me, us. Grace. The one thing that is said to distinguish our faith, Christianity, from other major religions, that each of the others are said to be about what humans do to get to heaven or to uh, become like God or to achieve nirvana, achieve the spiritual goal, whatever it might be. Well, Christianity is about God stooping and stepping down to lift us up, to give us and grant us fresh clothes of righteousness, to mercifully forgive our sins, to give us that free gift of grace. Now, I should step in here and say I'm not a comparative religion scholar. This may well be an oversimplification of other faiths, and I don't say that to do them down at all. It's certainly true, though, I think, that in Christianity we struggle to accept that grace. I wonder if you'd agree. How many of us, how many of you feel awkward when someone gives you something and we feel Oh, I have to give them something back to, to uh, make up for it. Or we feel awkward. We say, well, why, why am I getting that? Many nods. Anyone feel uncomfortable in those situations? Why am I getting a free gift? Oh, no, 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 you mustn't. That's too generous. We might cover it in different ways. Maybe it's just me. But how many of us see our faith or still slip back into a way of thinking as it's all about doing good deeds? It's about earning our way into heaven. It's about hoping that the ledger for us over time will tip towards the positive. Some other variation on that. Can I tell you, ministers are not immune from this way of thinking. Speaking not just for myself, but from the conversations I've had, certainly for some of my friends in the ministry. We tend to feel that we have to do, do, do to feel that we are good ministers. Or alternatively, when we don't, 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 or haven't done what we mentally think we should have done, therefore we must be bad ministers. And I'm not saying that to get you all to go awe, uh, even mentally. But it is, it's a struggle to feel that we're, we're not having to earn our way into God's good books, earn our way into salvation. Grace is, in fact, scandalous, terrible, when it's viewed in the eyes of the world. The workers, all getting paid the same wage when some had done a full day's shift and others had barely been there for an hour. Even when that was the amount that was agreed for the first ones. The banquet filled up with those who were out and about on the streets, both the good and the bad, instead of those who had been the great and the good, the invited guests, the ones who in the end behaved terribly. The trouble with grace is we like to think 
we've played some part in what we've done. What's for you will not go by yet. Oh, I must have done something good. But the alternative is hard. It's to recognize that what Christian theology says, that us with our few wee peccadillos, little slip-ups, odd white lies, one or two bad habits, otherwise we're pretty all right. We're forgiven. But the trouble is that so are forgiven those who've done the big things, the terrible things, the unforgivable things, the things that land you up in what one one prison chaplain of my acquaintance calls the big hoose. So often we struggle, I struggle, to accept that. The forgiveness is across the board for the wee things, for the big things. Because we view the world sometimes in black and white, don't we? The good are the mostly good, and the bad are mostly bad. We're not so good at the shades of grey where all the shades from deepest black right up to the merest off-white are actually all blemishes from the pure white that we were created to be. That that one pure white Jesus was sacrificed once for all so that all could be made pure once again. As I've already indicated, the metaphor often used is clothing. All our attempts to put on our good deeds are like filthy rags, Paul says. But in Christ, he puts on us his robes of righteousness. The danger of this, though, is clear. Sometimes it's described as cheap grace. The Russian monk Rasputin was said to have thought this way. Paul addresses it even in Romans. Does it mean it's fine, we're all going to heaven anyway. It doesn't matter what sins you do, they'll all be forgiven. In fact, can you actually sin more, should you, to get more forgiveness? No, of course not. Paul says, no, by no means. Our passage points out that if you read on past the bit that I stopped at, even one of the wedding guests was challenged by the king because they weren't suitably clothed. It's not about what we do, but there is a response that we have to make. The wedding banquet in that parable is the banquet of when Christ returns. It's coming at the end. It's not our job now to weed out the unrighteous or the unworthy. That's the point. All of us are unrighteous or unworthy to some extent. But grace, like any gift, is not just to be offered, but to be accepted, to be opened. And that's where I think we struggle sometimes. If somebody gives you something, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have. I don't think I could. Oh, that's far too much. Well, let me give you something in return. And it's lovely to be able to do that as well. To, I'm not saying it's wrong to give something in return, but we struggle, I think, to accept free gifts. Our garments of righteousness are from Christ, but we do need to receive them. God offers mercy and grace to each of us. It's up to us to open our hands, to accept it, to recognize that our acceptance also means that others, who we might think are beyond the pale, may accept it too. That any deeds we do are not to earn mercy or favor, but rather a joyful response to a loving, forgiving, heavenly parent. It is a hard idea to get our heads around. And so it's something I return to often, to remind myself, to remind others, you, you, 
perhaps to give someone the opportunity to hear afresh or for the first time, to fully hear that message and to respond to it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's move into our prayer, prayer for others, and that chance to respond. Let's pray. Dear God, the loving Heavenly Father, open our ears, our spiritual ears, our minds, our hearts, to hear and accept your message, to hear and accept your mercy and forgiveness, hear and accept your grace. And the ability too to look at others and go, well, it's in your hands. It's not our decision who gets to be offered it. And so, Lord God, if we're hearing this online or in person for the first time, or hearing it anew, help us to accept, to open our hands. We might even want to do that physically, to receive your mercy and grace to receive the clothes of righteousness, to recognize that we don't have to earn your love, but that we can respond to it. So help us in our responses to have concern in our prayers for others and to take the practical steps to help others too when that opportunity comes to us. We pray that our church community, whether in person or around the village, through the week, online, will continue to grow and deepen their bonds of love. We pray for those who are giving, giving to the church and giving to other organizations, the ways that Lodging House Mission can support those who perhaps have found themselves in very dark and difficult situations. Homelessness so often goes along with other issues and problems. We pray for their work, not just at this time, but throughout the year. We pray for the world. When we think of the restrictions that various places are under, different levels, different times, we think of the advisors and decision makers who have to review to balance health and economic needs and impacts. We know, Lord, for many of us, it's probably not a job we would want, though we might critique it from the outside. We pray that the right decisions are taken, that the least harm and the, the best outcomes are found for the most people. Lord, we pray for others. We think of those who are bereaved, it's not a situation that goes away. It's a situation that people, we learn how to deal with. But there are still significant days that come up, anniversaries and birthdays, pangs of the heart. You might even be watching a TV program where a loss is addressed. Be with those who mourn. Help us to know your presence. We think of the ill, the injured, the infirm, those in hospital, particularly when visiting is so challenging and restricted, those at home, perhaps recovering or waiting for further appointments, those in different places of care where, again, it can be difficult to see family and friends. 
then your spirit of healing and of accompaniment in those times. And for ourselves, Lord, help us to be still, to know your presence, your power, your glory. Help us to trust that you are good, to accept your mercy and grace, and to overflow with your love to others, that we might share your amazing grace. Lord, hear and answer our prayers and concerns. Give us your grace and peace. Amen. As many will know, John Newton was a slave trader who was saved from a storm at sea and came to a strong faith thereafter and I believe wrote this hymn around that time, but was still for some time after, years I believe, uh, in the slave trade. It was still a while before he got himself out of it, but he was recipient nonetheless of God's amazing grace. So we're going to hear that hymn played, I think, for this one. I might speak the words. Um, they, are, they were actually typed out from memory, so I've only got three verses there. If you know some of the other ones, you can uh, reflect on those afterwards. But three verses of amazing grace. Three, three. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear. Grace my fears relieved. How precious did that grace appear the hour I first believed. When we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun. We've no less days to sing God's praise than when it first begun. Thanks, as always, Tom, for playing. To Stephen Ogston for our Bricks Books show videos. Again, feedback on whether you're enjoying them or would rather see the back of them is always welcome. Um, and thanks to all our volunteer stewards for working uh, on the cleaning, on our risk assessments and paperwork, the preparations that have been needed for today. And of course, we have to keep these under review, uh, particularly as regulations change. I should say thanks too to Annette for her ongoing work as treasurer. Things uh, are slightly different now in terms of uh, the uh, counting and so on. So remember, you can make her work easier and slightly lower risk, though I don't think there's a huge risk in, in cash. Um, but you can switch to an alternative form of giving. Um, envelopes where you put them in maybe a few days before, bank transfers, other online givings, 
as I say, these uh, are detailed in our download. Now let us go to recognize that God will meet all of our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. To God our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen.